Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Jim, I'm trying to do my like WWE voice. Oh, come on. I think Emma might have some WWE. WWE. Hey, Emma, can you bring us in with some WWE? Welcome (laughs) to Motorcycles and Misfits. (laughs) Recycle Garage here in sunny Santa Cruz. That sounds like a bad acid trip. California, (laughs) darling. (laughs) Let's take acid and listen to podcasts. Just giving it the beam. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, Jim and I were looking up. Uh, WWE is coming to town. Is it really? I, go- I Googled it. There was when? a cage, a broken table, and like two rings. I'm in. Was, yeah. I'm in. Oh my God, man. Exactly. Next month. I think this might Mike have to be. Mike is going to. No. This might have to be a we'll thing. Is that we'll our annual culture, cultural outing? Are tickets on sale yet? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. We're going to do it. Hey, everyone. This is Liza. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, I always I like to go with the first thing that comes to my head, and something came to my head that I don't want to say out loud. No, say it. You thought it, so you should say it. I once pooed my pants. That was what came to my mind. I don't know why. Was it right now? No. No, no, it came close. Do not trust the fart. I do know this. Do not trust the fart. They show that Chinese after all that Chinese food. Oh my god, that Chinese food. Oh, we went we went we went out to Chinese food hungry. That was a Don't go to dim sum hungry. Oh my gosh. Hey everyone, in the room tonight we've got John Dalton. ASMR motorcycle keys. Wow. Just wow. <laughs> I just had to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Joining wow. us uh, from the land of Canada, it's Kyle. Oh, how's she going, eh? Wow. The theme music didn't play. Well done. The, the theme music hasn't played yet. It, it happens in post. Oh. You've just <laughs> given away all of our secrets. Oh, man. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a... It's unlike anything I could have imagined. It's a dream come yes. true, Kyle. A dream Way come worse, true, darling. <laughs> Running the board tonight. It's everyone's favorite ginger. It's Bagel. Steady as she goes. Steady as she goes. Steady as she goes. <laughs> <laughs> On the classy girl couch tonight. <laughs> ah! It's Miss Emma. Oh, tra-la-la, darling. Tra-la-la. Also on the classy girl couch tonight. Bring in the class. It's everybody's favorite person and the nicest guy in the world. No one can debate that. It's Clay. Oh, you're so sweet. I disagree entirely. You can, but we did a poll and nobody can disagree. It's true. It is true. true. I'm working on it. Thank you. (laughs) Trying not to be so nice all the time? No, I'm working on being a sweetheart every day. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's working. (laughs) It's working. Also on the classy girl couch, it's Micah. Yo, yo, wiki, wiki. All right, over on the train side of the room. Trains and motorcycles collide in the train room. <laughs> See it tonight live. <laughs> and motorcycles and this Guess who wins the collisions? Uh, Find out. Charlie. It's Charlie. Charlie, darling. Would you care to repeat that through the no, microphone? No, no, no. Watch. No, he doesn't know how to do this. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let's wait for the comedy. <laughs> Do I have to hold? <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. You have to will it to work. Willing it to work, 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 work. <laughs> no, not working. Oh, oh, I got it. Got no, it. Still not there. Is, is no? No. So we're moving on. Moving along. Moving on. Swing this. Also on the train. You guys side set me up. <laughs> uh, holding his composure, I'm like Charlie. It's Henry. Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? And then looking all cool with his uh, man spread going on. <laughs> it's Naked Jim. I want wings on my pumpkin pie. <laughs> all right. Where else do you want wings? Okay. It's the it's the kids show. Um, <laughs> Keeping a kid friendly, son. And um, <laughs> if I could make a, a, a small comment. What? Whoa! What that was, was like that? a feedback. That was like a ghost, like weird. 
sci-fi thing. What? <laughs> what? That. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I did have something happen to me last night. Something where I was finished working in the garage and I right. was holding some uh, motorcycle pants and I came through the back, the, the door into the backyard to head into the house and it felt like something grabbed the pants and tugged them, tried to tug them out of my hands. Mm. Hmm. Oh, okay. The phantom. Maybe we have a ghost. Uh, no, maybe. Maybe it was, just a, it was a dude living nail. under the porch for twelve hundred bucks a month. No, that was the uh, that was the was uh, it the possum phantom <laughs> trouser burglar. <laughs> like some old old surfer or something. No, just kind of hanging out. The phantom <laughs> trouser burglar of old Santa Cruz. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Not to be confused but with the trouser snake. So. I wanted to share. Um, I usually we talk about what we've been working on and. I've been working. I this was my third day in a row working out here in the garage. Um, since I have a new baby coming, I'm trying. I'm like trying to get all my affairs in order, get all the other bikes all fixed. Who, who, what? Who's the daddy? Who is your baby? <laughs> who is your baby daddy, uh, darling? Honda. Oh, <laughs> Colin at Honda is your baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Honda don't fuck around. <laughs> no, so yeah. Hopefully getting the new Africa twins soon. I'm having to exercise patience right now while paperwork is done. But um, so I wanted to get stuff done and I got my SMT, needed a new chain and sprockets and I got that done. I tell you the the hardest part of that was getting that SMT up onto the lift by myself. Right. (laughs) And then getting it up on the lift and then realizing, oh, now I got to get the rear wheel in the air. You can't put it on the center stand when the front wheel's in a chalk. No, because it, it's got to it's got to be able to move back. Right, and so I, it took me a while to realize. Oh wait, I've got spools on it. I can just use a rear stand. Right, I did. Uh, got it done and checked that off the list and uh, went over to work on the triple that's been sitting there that everyone's been guilting me about why it's not being ridden ever. And it's just gathering dust. And I wanted to explain what happened with that. So when I designed it, I built the battery boxes hidden underneath the tail of the seat. And I used a ballistic battery because you they're small, lightweight, and you can turn it sideways. Right. That, now, is that a lithium-ion battery? Yes. Or just, so it's a lithium-ion. Right. And a lot of people have heard me say the first one I turned into a volcano. That was fun. <laughs> um, but I stuck with it. And because it fit into the tail. And the second one, it just, it it died. It just was not holding its charge or its amperage. Um, and so I ordered a new one. But I found out that the company had gone under, mm-hmm. which sucked. So I went on eBay and I found somebody selling new in the box batteries. So I ordered one and it came in and I installed it. Um, but... It, the bike was not cranking over fast enough. It was just doing that. So then um, I pulled off the battery from my SMT and stuck it on there, even though it's lead acid, but just hooked it up and it went. I'm like, shoot. So then I started following grounds, checking the ground wires, checking the starter, doing all the things. And then I went, hold on. And I, I took uh, the battery from the SMT up to Batteries Plus and had them check the amperage. And they said it's a bad battery. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> Which made me realize I had two bad batteries. And the new ballistic, even though it was brand new, right. did not have cranking power. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, that's so that's just a loss. And to try and get another ballistic would be... I, I couldn't trust it now that they're right. out of business. And the thing about them is you have to have their own very special charger to charge them, which I right. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, ugh. Anyway. It's a, I've gotten to the stage now. I mean, at home, I'll roll the dice a little more. But anything at the shop now that I have to put my name on, mm-hmm. it it's a UASA or I'll sell you a cheap battery if you really can't afford a UASA. But I want to put a UASA on your bike. That's a great battery. And that's it. I mean, it's really gotten to that stage now. And there are some that are worse than others. There are some that are better than others. You've got a moto 
on your uh, bike now, and they're okay. Moto bats are okay. Yeah. So when I put um, the new battery from the SMT, which is like 110 up at right. Batteries Plus, so it probably spun it pretty well. And it spun it well, and the bike yeah. wanted to start. I'm like, we're on to some. So there's so many batteries that have been left around the shop. Mm. I just went around with the multimeter checking them, and I found one that um, seemed to have a good charge. <clears throat> hooked it up and even though it's a lead acid battery it's a sealed um and it cranked it over so what i had to do now is to cut off the rear tail section the subframe that i'd built underneath the seat that was holding the battery it had a battery box and then it also um uh the ignition control like all that was there <clears throat> i just took out my grinder cut it off and fabbed up a new box and a new support and welded everything together and you know it was really nice it's been a while since i've been out there in the garage at night by Mm. myself and you're just like welding and grinding Ah. and like you're building stuff that's a productive Mm -hmm. night too i was impressed when you rode over and showed me how much you did i was like dang you were busy it's been a while since i've really just done that and it was so nice to do it again the bike sounds good and uh got it all done and as Emma was trying to mock me today while I was spray painting it. No, I wasn't. You I, were. It is. You were. It's a misfit tradition that Kyle, you, wasn't she? You heckle. I might have been involved with that. Yeah. yeah. You <laughs> say you heckle the person who's painting. It's as simple as that. Uh, I was just painting it black. But the thing here that I want to stress to anyone who is doing any custom building, whenever you have any bare metal and you've welded, paint it. Right yeah. away, even if it's ugly orange peel, you yeah. know, barbecue paint, anything, but get it seal protected. it, yeah. protect it. Exactly. So many people they weld and then they move on to the next thing because you know, you 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 feel like you're done. You know, I just remembered. Remember when she was gone, Emma, and we took up the starter we, apart and went through it, right? Cleaned everything up, and the starter was grotty in that bike. Um, yeah. And you know, a bad it's. It's the kind of which came first, the chicken or the egg thing, because a bad starter will work your battery so hard, it will shorten the life of a battery. And conversely, a bad battery, because your starter can't turn over quickly enough and it's trying to get all this power, you can take out a starter Mm. with a poor quality battery. So, you know, you've just got to keep an eye on all the components. The best way to describe it... The starting and charging system on any bike is really a balanced system, and it's only as good as its weakest part. So you've really got to make sure that everything is in great shape. And if you live in a climate where there's salt on the roads or there's a lot of corrosion like you're by the sea, check your grounds. Always check your grounds. Always go back to those grounds. Because something can look like it's bolted down firmly, and when you actually dismantle it, and look at the back. There's a lot of corrosion in there. You get enough resistance, you're done. So check your grounds. Keep the components in good shape. Yeah, so once I got it all painted, I put it back together and put a little starter fluid in it. And that bike started oh, right it, up. Oh, it sounds great. Took it for a little test ride. And, it, yeah, it's running and running's good. I can't believe how long I can let that bike sit. And it just starts right back up and no problem. Well, yeah. you know, the older bikes tend to be like that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, ironically, the very, very new bikes with fuel injection tend to be kind of like that. Um, it's the ones with the more sophisticated carburetors towards the end of right. really up until like the mid-2000s when people were still putting carbs on bikes. You know, you can leave them six months and you're done. You know, you've got to dismantle the fuel system. But th- those old Tugboats. Uh oh, who's got a phone on? Ooh. Oh, who's oh, it's the ghost. That was a very retro it. tone. It's it's, it's the trouser <laughs> bird. We got an '80s ghost. <laughs> so yeah, I had a very uh, productive weekend, and yeah. then today was a nice day. There wasn't too many people; just a few people who were just working on stuff, and then Charlie who just walked around aimlessly all day. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I rode one motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> no, you rode two. Did I? Yes, because one of them I've nicknamed the Beast. Oh God, yeah, that thing. Jim, you got oh, a new toy. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I rode the lawn, the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I rode the camp stove. 
<laughs> Jim, you got a new toy. What'd That's you get? That's closer. The camp stove. The camp stove <laughs> rotor toy. Like the camp stove <laughs> Wrangler 2000. I, I think Emma said it best. It has an agricultural sound to it. <laughs> it's a little agricultural. Yeah. Yeah. Went down to Tractor Supply and picked up a gas-powered minibike, <laughs> which we weren't able to do for a while because they wouldn't sell them in California. Yeah. That's how we ended up with the electric ones. And so a guy I work with said, was, we were just talking because he rides and said, yeah, you got one. The kids are loving it. He goes, it even holds me around. I'm like, really? So yeah, went down to Tractor Supply and Impulse bought a mini bike. It's been <laughs> awesome. It's got a headlight and everything. It <laughs> wheezes, grunts, pops, and rattles all at the same time. Yeah. It like, sounds like it has a turbo, but it does not have a turbo. <laughs> yeah. There's like so many things happening there. It sounds it, like metal should be coming out of it. Yeah. Out of the but sad I missed this. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is a perfect example of you don't need to have a large bike to feel like you're defying death. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. a death trap. Yeah. Oh, Dude, for that sure. thing wheelies too. Like. Oh, it'll wheelie, yeah. But it's got, the, uh, it's got hydraulic front end suspension. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's race. Are you tech sure shit. it's not just springs? <laughs> <laughs> I think they just put stale bread in there. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's, it. Yeah. that's it. But yeah, it's a 200 cc little monster pull start motor. It's pitching fires right With up. So fat yeah, wheels. Gonna, yeah, we've already had it around the neighborhood and stuff. I was gonna, yeah. So many adventures to come. I'm sure. I was disappointed the teeter totter wasn't out <laughs> when I came over with it though. I, It'll be good. Good I, for camping. I think it's another one of those good, bad ideas. Definitely Mike is mouthing idea. a question at me. No, I was saying 200 cc's. That's bigger than the Grom. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I know. It's the lawnmower version, too. It's, <laughs> it is. Highway legal. The, be, the best part is the Grom still makes more power. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. sure. Probably. But we, we have to figure it, 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 there's a governor on it. Hey, Emma, how do we, how do we, we can't make that go faster? Oh, we can make it go fast. I know we can make it, I know we can make it go louder. Yeah, we, louder is definitely a good start. <laughs> it doesn't have an exhaust pipe. It has an exhaust box. Hmm. The hot box. The hot box. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Just, just like so here, good fun. Here's a question because that is a just. Um, it's got no clutch. It's like an automatic. Um, would you say that that would be a good first bike for somebody to learn on? Mm. <laughs> like for a small child, you mean? <laughs> I think anyone. Like, just take that out to the dirt, stick them on it, and let them just go around in circles. No. I think I think it's good to learn techniques and practice. I was going to say, if like, I have a friend who's just kind of scared of them, but, like, <laughs> if you were, like, if someone was scared of motorcycles, but they're like, oh, I'll try that, that could be a gateway. Right. Could be a gateway But it's motorcycle. so, di it's, the controls and the way it works is so different to a regular motorcycle. It's almost like you'd have to unlearn mm. everything. Yeah. After, yeah. If you rode that around for a couple of years, you'd have to unlearn everything to learn how to ride a normal motorbike. Well, Plus yeah. it's like 18 inches off the ground. The only thing is it might be a deterrent to a new rider because for some reason when you ride it, it feels like it's angry with you. Yeah. <laughs> It feels like it wants to do bad things. It does. It, does. it does. it wants to jump and wheelie and. I don't know. So uh, the reason I brought that up is because we had Clay come in to talk about his new nonprofit. And Mike and Charlie. And Mike and Charlie are here too. But you, this was your brainchild. This you made it happen. I remember you said, "Hey, I got this idea." I couldn't do it alone. I promise. And then you came to me and said, "Hey, I actually got a nonprofit status." And I'm like, "Uh huh, uh huh, yeah." I knew it was legit when I saw the stickers. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and as a motorcyclist. You started something that's really pretty amazing, and, and I'd love to see more of these. Just the beginning. So you started First Rides. Is, is it organization? What is it? What do you call it? First Rides? Yeah, First Rides. You can find us at firstrides.org. .org. Okay. So tell us what it is and why you thought this needed to happen. Yeah, so... I find it incredibly difficult for your average person to have a chance to even try motorcycling. Um, so unless you have a friend who has everything and then one or two of extra of everything, you can't get them out there in the dirt. And um, so in summary, we just want to enable as many kids and hopefully one day adults as possible to get a chance at trying motorcycling. Um, in the vein of keeping them safe down the line if they choose to get on the street or stay in the dirt. So this is just for kids at this time? Just for kids at this time. It's just the beginnings. Uh, we really do hope to be able to get entire families out there because I think that's really the most sustainable way of doing this. It's just uh, right now it's, I'm sorry? Well, I was going to say, what's the age range you have? It's 5 through 17. Wow, perfect. Nice. 
Yeah, and we're a little flex on the upper end. If you happen to know a, maybe an 18-year-old just turned, it's okay. <laughs> we'll figure out a way. Or a 25-year-old that is a little... <laughs> we're working on So these are kids who just want to learn how to ride. And so you take them out to the dirt. Definitely. And so are you providing gear? You're doing the bikes? you got the trainers, everything? That is correct. So we show up with the professional trainer, Brian Garahan of Garahan mm-hmm. Offered Training, mm-hmm. so an ISDE gold medalist. Uh, and he shows up with most of the bikes and gear necessary, and then we supplant that with our own stuff, donations essentially, and then personal bikes and gear. And that's how we've been operating the last two sessions, our very first sessions. Nice. So how are people finding out about this? Uh, so we do have a website, and then I've actually been doing a, a podcast. I've done a, about three sessions up. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what? SFMC. So I'm up there in you know San Francisco, and so Mutiny Radio uh, Racers Alley podcast. Alex Torres, love you, mate. And uh, he's had a fall recently, so we got a card coming for you, brother. But uh, wish you well. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was looking out early, and I think you may recall from the Women Riders World Relay mm-hmm. celebration, he was the fellow who introduced uh, our organization to the larger group and made a donation himself right there in front of everyone. And nice. So good on him. So thank you, Alex. Um, and so, but yeah, I've done a, a few of those, basically, um, you know, just kind of introducing the program. I'll be honest with you, it's so formative, it's so new that... Um, we really had a pilot in September, and then we had our first real class uh, November seventeenth, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know I think it's really going quite well. Um, but of course, I'm incredibly biased. The thing is, is that uh, you know I think there are, most people would like to try it, and they will never have a chance otherwise. And we could enable so many people just by giving them a day to figure out whether it's worth spending thousands of dollars to do. And then ultimately, I think folks who know me. No, I really want to, you know, reach kids who would never have a chance financially or otherwise. And, um, you know, maybe eventually help with your help uh, build an ecosystem where kids can kind of, you know, transition into higher forms of, you know, motorcycling. So as an example, uh, Susan Salici and her United Moto X Foundation is a similar nonprofit that's existed for five years already and is teaching uh, motocross. Um, to kids who wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise. And so, of course, feeding into that program and then going into, of course, I would love to see them come to Recycle Garage and learn how to tune their bikes under the guise of you and and Emma. Uh, And then, you know, of course, we have Antonio with Road Riders. Mm -hmm. And um, so just kind of building something, you know, helping basically enable um, folks to be able to transition from an early stage of riding to being as safe as possible because we know how risky this is. Well, not just that. When you talk to most racers, they all started with dirt, and this was the gateway into racing. So, just uh, introducing more people to, to you know kids to dirt. Not only are you adding to the future riders, but also potentially future racers. We've talked about this. We don't have anyone on the world stage competing now. Mm-hmm. And so we did back in the dirt track heyday. And so we can again. And so we just have to get kids out earlier, younger. I've been to other countries and watched the racing and I see the kids out there at four and five. And um, we can do the same thing. Here's the thing is, uh, kids are sitting idle. Bikes are sitting idle. The bikes are actually falling apart because they're sitting idle. We can connect the dots. We have to adapt. I understand why we can't just ride everywhere anymore. Right. You know what I mean, I do appreciate our environment. And I think that we as a culture can adapt to still enable our kids to ride. Um, it's just putting the dots together. And so many people want to do the right things. And it's just a matter of giving them the right. avenue. Um, Jim, did you have to go? Uh, yep, I got to bounce. Sorry, I'd love to hang and chat, but I got a prior engagement. No problem. Smell yeah. you later, Jim. Yeah, thanks for bringing the... But- um, rototiller out okay. yeah no worries <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Later. but you Later. know um this reminds me very much of the trip uh, myself and liza made down to los angeles recently where we did the honda off-road training and the emphasis with honda is we're going to teach you how to ride a dirt bike but we're also going to teach you stewardship of the trails as well and how to tread lightly within that environment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because as we as we move on through the 21st century if you're riding dirt 
in order to justify you being out there, you really have to show some responsibility mm-hmm. for maintaining the environment that you're within. And if you go around destroying plants, destroying wildlife, it's got well, you know, that simply won't do. And Precisely. so Honda was sort of taking this complete approach. And I'm hearing that echoed in you, that, you know, you're teaching responsibility to these kids. Precisely. So they're, on trail. Um, you know, really, they are the future. And they're, they're the ones who are going to enable us to, to keep this sport going for 20, 30, 40, indefinitely. How many years? Precisely, Emma. Absolutely. I mean, the, we persist. Um, basically at the the behest of the majority who don't have any experience with motorcycling and so and furthermore I mean we do tread lightly we leave no trace we really do stick to the trail and we teach our kids to be safe and you can have a blast um, you know in the space provided these state parks have thousands of acres you know of trail to ride and so that's legitimate and so we just have to adapt and get them to that. So are these, these are just like a one day class? These one and done? One, these are one day and it's one and done and I, I wish we could do more and you know, hence the name really, Liza. Um, so as uh, Micah and Charlie can attest, it's a decent bit of effort getting that one day done. And um, so uh, we really just want to give them a taste. Uh-huh. And where are the classes yeah. held, Clay? Uh, it's a great question. Right now, they're currently held at um, you know a state park out between Livermore and Tracy, Carnegie, mm-hmm. and um, that is where our trainer has a, a permit. And it's also where you know much of our, our audience really is. And so, um, so it makes sense. And so we've been you know going out there, and, and we're using a you know basically a relatively small area. Right. And so how, um, we talked about you doing a podcast, so how is a child from hearing via a parent about the podcast or hearing about first rides, or you in fact reaching out to schools, how does a child from that point of just hearing about this get involved? How do, do do, do the parents have to contact first rides, and if that's so... Um, how do they do that? Thank you, Emma. Wonderful question. So we uh, do basically ask that the kids, you know, first of all, if I can reach the parents first. So as uh, I think, uh, you know, these, these Mike, like I say, I'd like to get Mike and Charlie to talk as well, um, can attest. We basically, we hand out stickers wherever we go. Yes. And if I see families, you know, I'm passing out stickers and um, basically just trying to encourage folks you know basically leading with the parents what is key is the parents and the kids must be interested if only one of them is it's kind of not going to work the parents aren't going to show and, or the kids um, are going to be forced into it and we don't want that right and so um, so we do we reach out and basically try to explain that it's a what we do is provide that basically that soft touch and that's what we're out doing you know Micah and Charlie and I am and other handing out stickers firsthand yeah, I was gonna say um, yeah I work with uh, you know like seventh eighth graders and one thing that a lot of the kids don't have is everybody else has control of what they do and in order to get them to ride they have control of that bike they're running their own yeah. you know their own thing and that's got to be really like something else to witness as well it's it's a good thing absolutely it's really cool um i had an experience the very first class that we held um there was a girl who got there a little bit late i think she was about eight or nine um and she was terrified to get onto the bike she kept asking me hey can you show me how fast it'll go hey uh can you make sure all my gear is good i don't really know if i want to do this and uh asking for a break every time we like got her close to the bike just because she was so scared she had gotten on a bike in the past and had whiskey throttled and crashed um and was really terrified Mm. of doing that again and so uh as soon as we actually got her going um with all the gear slowly 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 coaching her um to get to that point um she finally started and stopped and looked at me and said okay do need to go get some water but can we do this again in a minute that was so fun (laughs) that was amazing such a cool experience i was like cheering her on the whole time it's it's fantastic Micah, I actually wanted to ask you, because this is just yet another step in your evolution as a rider. Yeah. I mean, since you've been with us, you started as a pillion, and then you were a new rider, and now, are you doing dirt riding also? 
Yeah, I do some dirt riding. <clears throat> you're getting dirt riding, and now you're teaching. Yes. How has that She's been for you? She's a fantastic instructor. I love it. Um, teaching is something that I'm really called to do a lot. Um, it's something that I want to continue and actually do as a career. Um, I started doing this with first rides. I did the very first class and the next day I contacted a California motorcycle safety program to see how I could become an instructor. So I'm now, uh, because of first rides and because of having that experience and realizing like this is really my path, um, I'm on the path to becoming a official instructor and like getting paid to teach people to do like ride motorcycles which is fantastic i i'd like to make a statement here uh, it's pretty bold but i actually mean it i mean we all like to walk the walk and talk the talk but in this room right now i feel there is no greater example for an advocate for motorcycling than micah mm-hmm I completely agree. Thank you. You should see her. No, it's a with statement the kids. of facts, Micah, and you can you can connects. take it as a compliment, but it is a statement of fact. She connects with the kids like no other. Oh, she, yeah. You know, I was going to say it seems like um, a perfect fit, Micah, because also, I mean, you still remember what it's like to be scared, and um, absolutely, I would, I would, I would expect that you would be good at this, but I would like to know your from your. Um, you know, opinion. How bad of an instructor is Charlie? <laughs> hey, I just tell people to go crash your bike again. So yeah. Charlie just told me that this morning. I think. Yeah, yeah actually. Um, so Charlie and I work very differently as instructors, and everyone mm-hmm. as instructors seems to gravitate towards a, a particular kid every time we've done this so far, and I'm sure that will continue. Because right um, now we're having more of a one on we're having a one to one ratio of instructor to kids, pretty okay. much, which is fantastic to have. Um, and so everyone kind of gravitates and works with someone pretty much all day um and i have seemed to gra- uh, gravitate towards the like eight or nine ish range while charlie seems to gravitate towards the older range and it's um and aj clay's son seems to do fantastic with teaching the younger kids um there's a lot of range in our instructing skills um especially because we are also new at this and i think that really helps that uh in that range because we can work with different kids of different interests in motorcycles and really like pick who feels like who it feels like they need to be the best rider for that one class day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so can they come back for another class so this is something in question so we've actually had some cancellations recently um, so what we can do, I think what we could do is perhaps create a wait list where, frankly, what I'm asking is if you want to come return or be considered for an attorney, if you cancel, you need to let me know, you know, at least let us know a little bit ahead of time. And perhaps we can fill those spots mm-hmm. with right. kids who have already participated once. But at this stage, Clay, it's really sort of one and done. We'll, we'll it is one and done. Um, right. You know, what I really want to do is get as many kids and families um, uh, exposed to this. And so... You're lighting the spark. Precisely. Yeah. And so we've already had, I mean, basically out of the first two classes, four out of five, I, I think, uh, you know, as Micah and Charlie We're know, having like a 90% success rate. Yeah. So the kids are sticking with it. In the first class, it was four out of five uh, were female. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second class, I'm really proud that we, you know, we have kids of color out there. Mm-hmm. So really proud that we're, you know, basically diversifying as we should be more representative of our world. And uh, motorcycling, I find, is a universal language, and it's just a matter of kind of making that available. Mm-hmm. So, well, you're, so you're doing instruction. I assume it's just like the basics. Here's all the how to operate all the things, you know. And then you just get them doing like straight lines and simple stuff. Do you end up like taking them out on a trail ride? Is that what happens at the end of the day? We don't have a trail ride that we put them on, but there is a kids park um, where they can go ride around and do basically. Mini moto. It's like a mini moto. Yeah, mini moto cross. And so we basically take the kids over there at the end of class and let them just go try and have a little bit of fun. Um, And that gives us an environment where we can still watch them and still make sure that everyone is doing what they need to on every turn. And it's it's clear. There's no, uh, no obstacle 
obstacles that will get in their way except for the possibility of other kids um but we can have a little bit more control and make sure everyone is in a super safe scenario um versus if we were to be taking kids on trails we would need to make sure that each instructor had their own bike and their own set of gear and they could work individually with these kids and know the um trails that we were doing incredibly well so that we can make sure we're pulling them off at safe areas and no one's going to come fly around a corner it took my kids six months to get on trails really yeah it's uh, you can fall off so easily and especially at five years old or to get bumped by some adult into the you know basically Mm. off to the trail my son was critically i mean not critically he was badly injured at he was T-boned by a runaway quad at five years on his first trail ride yeah yeah (laughs) his his first ride on a trail yeah six or eight months in so what bikes are you putting them on 50s through 230s essentially Mm -hmm. really yeah definitely so that is actually what that's kind of the next challenge is basically we're already getting numerous gear donations but basically making sure that we have a bike suitable for each kid we eventually want to make this so that we can have more kids out there aiming for 10 12 15 eventually um obviously to imagine you know the it's it's trainers it's gear and it's bikes and so when you have you can have the whole spread of gear but ultimately if you have three six-year-olds show up then do you have three sets mm. of one boots and so on? And so it's really working out well. We've gotten numerous donations already from the community of gear. And um, so it's really been marvelous. We're mm-hmm. able to fill the gaps that our trainer doesn't have. I have to say, when Thank you just you said three six-year-olds, that gave me a little bit of a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen a motorcycle in their lives in person, Liza. This wow. is really, we're reaching cool. folks who have. Yeah. Are they yeah. Li- like little PW50s, no clutch? Exactly. Yep. But they are killing it. Some of the youngest (laughs) students have been some of the most easy to train Mm -hmm. just because they listen exactly what you're saying. And as long as you explain it, uh, enough that they can understand they do it immediately and they Standing just up go, on the they just go yep. in their circles i remember um my good friend tayward when he got um a bike for his son max when he was little yeah. he had a little one with the training wheels and he like told him how everything works mm-hmm. and then he took off and 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 tayward realized there was something he forgot as he watched his son take off right into a fence so after that he started tying a rope to him (laughs) (laughs) so he had him tethered so he could run behind and keep him from running into some because they are all go no stop yep absolutely Um, that's part of it is immediately before even teaching about the throttle we teach about the brakes yes yep nice so Charlie, are you are you enjoying this? Is it softening you a bit? No, no, I'm hard as cold and steel. <laughs> Charlie's a sweetheart out there and a great instructor as well. Yeah, no, it's fun. You know, I I like teaching the older kids because I feel like I communicate with them a little bit better. But you know, like we had Will, who was 17, and I was working with him all day. 18, yep. He's a, he's still 17 on paper. okay (laughs) first rise but yeah i mean it's cool i'm i'm learning a lot teaching the basics it's helping me as a writer as well um and you know you just like telling people to go crash your motorcycle more and they're like oh really and you're like yeah go do that that's super (laughs) fun five and 50 miles an hour yeah whenever the kids crash um kids are so like if you let them be upset about like crashing or whatever then they'll like be upset they Mm -hmm. might cry or whatever so as soon as someone goes down we like run over and they're like yeah crashed a motorcycle that's yeah, so tell cool your friends. <laughs> you, have any of your friends crashed a motorcycle before yeah, think about it that's so awesome I'm, well and I'm, yeah. i mean motorcycling is such a mental game and Precisely. you have such a large mental block whenever you crash a motorcycle so if you can try to weed that out of people when it does happen because you'll drop your bike and you're physically fine bikes really physically fine it wasn't a big deal but now you've got this block of oh shit i've just crashed a motorcycle it's dangerous and mm-hmm. this is real now mm-hmm. So if you can get it out of them, like, hey, this happens all the time. It's not a big deal. Go crash that thing again. Yeah. And, yep. and then they're like, oh, shit. And they can get right back onto learning rather than having this block all day. And you yeah. get, you know, guess what? School on Monday. And it's like, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right, exactly. Crashed a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my gosh. That's yeah. what we're trying to do yeah. is trying to teach yeah. them that, yeah, you got to just get back on it immediately. It's no fun if you uh, just stop there. We had um, a student at the end of our last class who crashed pretty good. It was the <laughs> biggest one that we've had so far. Um, and oh, yeah. he was 
pretty upset and I felt a little uh, sore afterwards. Um, and so we immediately had him like, as soon as he was like feeling a little better, uh, we had him get up and go play on the Minimoto uh cross track and stuff mm-hmm. and that was so good to just get him back on the bike so he ended the day on a good note and that was right. specifically thanks to clay getting him to that point there's no oh, crying in you. motorbikes look if you really want to give if you really want to give lie. him something to brag about i think you need to set up a ramp and a fire pit <laughs> i'm just saying like that's something to brag about <laughs> that's the next know. class <laughs> the advanced class yeah day two <laughs> so second rides how, long, how often are you doing these these classes? How often? Right now they're quarterly. So we basically plan them uh, roughly in the months of February, May, August, and November. And uh, so we're sorting out the dates right now. We already have the form available. So I'm, I don't know if I ever got to the point I asked earlier. We do have a, a simple form that you have uh, on for, firstrods.org. You can find it there. Uh, that basically asks for the ages, the experience, and the sizes of the kids so that we can sort out bikes and gear for them and make sure that we have everything necessary on that date. Um, but otherwise, it's open enrollment, and we have just a couple of kids enrolled. So please sign up now. And here's a question. What if somebody listening would like to do something like this in their state? I, great question, Liza. I've, I really want to help others do this. And it's really not that difficult. And I need to give a shout out or two to the people who have helped me thus far. So Melissa Ellingson uh, in District 16 of the American Motorcyclist Association out in Minnesota, Wisconsin area. So she uh, and her organization, YouthOffRoadRiders.com, have been absolutely essential in providing guidance to me as I get this off the ground. And then also, as I mentioned, uh, the aforementioned Susan Salici, and then uh, with United Moto X Foundation here, that's local. And then Serena Van Dyke mm-hmm. uh, with the American yeah, Motorcyclist Association. Yeah. Yeah. She's been wonderful to work with. The AMA uh, National Headquarters has been fantastic, as is uh, AMA District six, uh, 36 here, local. And then, uh, you know, of course, all the, you know, everyone who's pitched in, you know, the, our volunteers especially. So. so if somebody wanted to do this, mm-hmm. Can they reach out to you and you'd help them? Please, please. How do they reach you? Uh, We have an email address right there on the website. Uh, You can also go through the regular applicant form, but the email address is found at the foot of every page. So it's ridesfirst at gmail.com. So please get in touch and we'll gladly reply to you and help you get set up. It's actually not that difficult once you know the steps. And that's exactly what we want to do is propagate this out so that every community can kind of get together, coalesce, share their resources, and help the next generation learn. Right. No, this all ties in with what like Robert Pan just started, you know? Right. How do we save the industry? Well, it's going to be us all doing what we can. Right. Uh, be it getting more women writing, yeah. be it getting more children writing, whatever it takes um it it is going to be up to us to get the motorcycle industry back up to where we want it because we've lost our dealers we've lost our shops we've lost our shows right Mm -hmm. um just yeah i mean i just heard that andy's is closing up in felton and that's an automotive slash motorcycle parts shop here Uh, right yeah so that's not one. not Andy's. Wait, no, Ernie's. Oh, er, oh, wait, is it Ernie's or Andy's? No, no it's Andy's. Andy's. Oh, so I'm wrong. Andy's so Andy's local. Andy's local is closing. Yes. Oh well, that's my that's my neighborhood but, automotive shop um, where I go buy bummer. oil and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. Nevertheless, I heard that um, BMW of Santa Rosa. Yeah. which a big mm. dealership is going down mm. so they're I mean they're mm. dropping like flies so mm. do what you can take the bull by the horns this is if you look at it one way it's a tragedy but if you look at it another way we're just changing it's evolving mm-hmm. and I think Answer the call. if we regard motorcycling as a sport that's going to require give and take we can all play a part in keeping it alive because, you know, I want to ride bikes for the next 20 years, which is be interesting because it'll make me nearly 80. Um, but I can fully intend to. I think you probably intend to ride motorbikes till you're in your 80s, Micah. Absolutely. That's um, the plan. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we should all try and do what we can just to keep this thing going. Exactly. And, and yeah, I wanted to thank you. 
Clay, because you've been working on this for a while, at least mm-hmm. over a year, isn't it? <laughs> Thanks, Liza. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, all right, before I can continue on that path, because you have been inspirational, right, with Recycle Garage and the Motorcycle, Motorcycles and Misfits podcast and your involvement with the Women Riders World Relay. So the fact is we have folks in the community doing exactly this. So I'm, I'm not doing anything new where we're basically continuing on the tradition of every other motorcyclist. We, we find they're the last people to ask for help and the first to give it. And we mm-hmm. get a bad rap regardless. And it's, it's a matter of changing that. Um, and so I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thanking you because like Thank I said, you. you've been you've been working on this a while. And the fact that when somebody says, hey, I have this idea, I want to do it. And then they see it through to where it's actually happening that's why i've really been enjoying seeing your posts on your facebook page which if people want to follow that please uh uh, facebook slash first rides org and i must say so it's been a few years i've been kicking this around (laughs) more than um about five since i originally kind of filed the paperwork and such and really Mm -hmm. tried to do this on my own and tried to do this basically with just the trainer and it wasn't until i asked for help from my friends nice that I made any headway this year. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm looking at them, and so <laughs> and so, I'd like to mention Motorcycles and Misfits and Vampires Motorcycle Club mm-hmm. and Santa Cruz. Oh, those guys? Oakland Motorcycle <laughs> Club. The San Francisco Motorcycle <laughs> Club, Those guys? So all of yeah. these folks are pulling together right. to make this happen. And so not to mention many shops, Tokyo Moto, I mentioned Alex uh, Torres, he accepts donations there. And so everyone is just pulling together. And so... What's the old saying? It takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, exactly. Um, Moto Village. (laughs) Moto Village. Next class is in February. So if you're listening to this and you've got a son or a daughter or a nephew or a niece or even a grandson or a granddaughter and they like bikes, get them signed up. Please, definitely. Quit messing about. Yeah, definitely. So um, we have a little time left, and I want to play a game we haven't played in a while. Oh, God. And Bagel oh will pass God. this around. Yeah. We have not played What's It Worth? <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I wanted to first thank um, Sheila in Texas. She sent me this one. This is a Craigslist. How is Sheila? Uh, we she's doing heard. great. Yeah, good. She's been buying new bikes, and mm-hmm. she's got her own slot car track, and she's doing great. All right on. <laughs> So um, she sent me a Craigslist ad. I believe this is down in Texas. Yamaha for, for two. A very, very <laughs> unique bike. Oh, it's unique, all right. Mm. Yeah. So I'm going to read the description. I want to see if you guys can guess what it's worth. Um, it's a 1966 Yamaha for two. <laughs> now, when I say two, I think it's actually for three. Um, well, at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. What this is, it's a Yamaha for two. It's two bikes welded together. <laughs> two motors, two seats, two handlebars, two wheels. So the front ha- front of the, the rear bike is welded right onto the back. Of yeah, the, or the front tire. Yeah, so it says, um, was built as a one-of-a-kind U5E step-through model by Yamaha for a beach movie filmed in Florida. Oh. Tires like new, except for some dry rot. <laughs> <laughs> the front tire is flat. And what year is this? It's a 66. Wow. Shows 326 original miles. Wow. On the front engine or the uh, back engine? The last time it ran, <laughs> before he stored it 20 years ago. Ran when uh, parked. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, so it's been, it ran b- over 20 years ago, has been stored inside an undercover, but has some minor surface rust and may need new fuel lines and fresh gas before starting. <laughs> mm, maybe. <laughs> that means it does. <laughs> Question line. So the fact that this is a factory. Uh, Would, no, no. To- oh, no, it doesn't say factory. So this was a custom film. build. Mm-hmm. It's a movie bike. It's a movie bike, mm, but they yeah. don't know the movie. <laughs> oh, well, that could always be researched, though. <laughs> um, what do you guys think this thing is worth? Thruppence halfpenny. You say what is good day? What it's I, worth or what they're asking? I I think. Well, well, I want to start because I, yeah. I think this thing is actually kind of cool. It's it's not practical. 
but it's 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 basically a stretched like passport. The, the predecessor to the stretch yeah. Buso. <laughs> he has the Buso scooter. Hey, this is the bike in India. You could fit a family of fifteen oh, on that. Yeah, you totally could. Absolutely, no question. I I gotta but, say, I like it because it's quite badly done. <laughs> if it was well done, I'd like it less. I think, but it's actually quite badly done. How, how badly done is it? Well, I mean, look at it. I mean, it's not exactly an aesthetic beast, well, is it? I mean, look at it, bagel. No, I mean, but it wasn't um, that aesthetic well, to start with. And, and establishing what it's worth would also matter if we knew what film it's from. So it's 1966 mm. in Florida. It's either like Frankie and, and Annette or, or Elvis, right? Yeah, it Ooh, could be. It was in... Ooh. Oh. It was in Debbie Does Everyone on the Beach or something like that. And they arrived on a yacht. Everybody arrived on this one. Um, what do you what do you think? What, what do you think it's worth, Emma? Oh God Almighty! I mean, it's worth what somebody will pay. It's so what we're presented with is something that is an as is, right? It's yeah. it is unique. No it's, title. It's extremely no title. low mileage. Hmm. Um, I still maintain it is quite badly done. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, if you were to give more than a thousand dollars for this bike, it's very speculative. Hmm. It really is because it's so bloody vague. Yeah, you know, if it's in a movie, if it's built for a movie. They should probably say what movie it is. It would be nice, and it would be nice if they provided footage. Because right now, what I'm seeing is two, you know, manky old Yamaha step-throughs that somebody's welded together with a bit of angle iron, (laughs) and it's gruesome. How to make $100 worth of motorcycles $1,000. Well, no, and I said, you're speculating at 1000 bucks. I would like to pay $500 for it just to ride it down to the shops. It looks like something you would see at Mid-Ohio. Oh, my God, yes. I was going to say, it might be a market for clay, though, for somebody who's really not comfortable getting on their own motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just throw them on the back. Yes. they got the handlebars and everything. I like this. I've got oh, a, you can teach the blind how to ride. There you go. I've got That's a... Qu- zeroth rider. I've I got a question. <laughs> if somebody can explain to me how the front engine drives right. the rest of the bike, I'd, I'd be a lot happier. But what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a complete engine and transmission at the front. It's a show engine. I think it probably is just a show engine. Uh, or it could be, you know, the chain. It could be a very long chain. I've seen that before where you have a double sprocket on the rear. So the front chain goes to the rear. No, but it, no you can't because yeah, just trying to drives. sink them is hard. Yeah, yeah. got to put a clutch pack on it. <clears throat> yeah, it's... it. And so we're back a to... Turbo. It's quite badly done. Mm-hmm. Could one of those engines be a right, right. side drive? Well, <clears throat> no. No? So what? what's your value? Value? Five hundred bucks. Oh my god! I think it's worth more than that just to hang it on a wall. Yeah, I I think this is this is this could go for over a thousand easily. Um, I think somebody who really wanted it would probably be willing to pay two grand, even in the condition that it's in, without a title and everything, because it seems like it's just been sitting. It's complete, right? Can you imagine trying to get the title on it? Well, and oh, sure. uh, if you're well. if you're wanting to check it out, if it's still available, well, I believe it's listed in Melissa, Texas. Right, title They're in Texas shouldn't be shouldn't asking seventy two fifty. Hey, you, oh, hey, the titles. Wow. You, you only need one of the titles because there's a title for each frame and engine, right? <laughs> so if you get one of them, you're good. You got a 50-50 shot. <laughs> but I have to say, looking at it does inspire me. Oh, no. Oh, God. Come on. What can we weld together like this? Buy what? two Chinese mini bikes. Yeah, get another Wait, mini bike. how many hawks do, do we have in the group? Uh, <laughs> I, I like the idea of two stretch booters <laughs> instead of no no you see instead of welding them front to back booster centipede side to side side to side <laughs> you can have two stretch boosters weld them side to side Do, does each rider get their own throttle no you like could, no what you could do is you could get like a lazy boy and put it in the oh. middle between them <laughs> oh my god and then yeah. It, well, you could like put Buick badges on it or something. Well, Cadillac well, like badges. It'd be great. There is a guy who's driving a couch around the United States right now. That's yes, no, I'm saying that. It was here in Santa Cruz. Yeah. You'll have a booster that can yeah. do 100, a flying couch that can do 180 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, we do have the Grom Abusa stickers on our Grom. Nice. So. I don't know. I, what, about, what about like a Harley Centipede? 
Yeah. Kyle, what do you think? About what? Early train. About this double bike. I like the stretch boosa couch idea. That yeah, sounds like I a think, good time. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, but I'll tell you, after riding that electric mini bike today in the parking lot, I think uh, you throw two of those together and throw some friends on the back. That would be a good time. Mm-hmm. Hey, we oh, did man. say, or Charlie mm-hmm. did say, that we we're going to see trains and motorcycles in this episode. There we go. This is it. Yep. The trains and motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Sunday, 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 Sunday. What if we can weld Jim's new mini bike with the electric bike? It's some weird uh, hybrid. Well, hybrid. Fuck, dude, we don't the even need to weld it. We got Bailey wire duct tape. <laughs> a Prius mini bike. No, yeah, it <laughs> would make a hybrid. And when you run out of gas, you got the electric bike so to get you where you got to go. Or you could take to the, the scene the, of the crash. Wait, wait, um, wait. Honestly, I just don't know how good of an idea it is at all to have two people in a riding position with handlebars. Um, I guess I mean it's the same as having a passenger, but like tandem. Wouldn't that be like synchronized you, 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 you swimming can, kind of a thing? You can turn based on which side does more throttle. <laughs> oh, differential steering, yeah. Yeah, so, so, paddling you know, a canoe. The left person controls their own thing, and the right person controls their own thing. And if yeah. you want to turn right, you have a little bit of coordination, some brake work, and you're good to go. Like a bulldozer, you, you just drift everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> sounds frightening. I don't know. I think maybe just get a couple Honda Shadows or something, <clears throat> yeah. and do this to them. Or how about we don't ruin motorcycles? That'd be great. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Ruin is a not allowed. Word. Get a Miata. I think I think it would be better if instead of joining the back motorcycle, the, the rear motorcycle to the rear of the front one, you turn it the other way. <laughs> so the front motorbike is pointing forwards and the back motorbike is pointing backwards. Mm. And then you just put a red filter on the headlight and there's your brake light. <laughs> and then the person on the back turn. motorbike is actually oh, so facing... so push me, pull you. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just facing backwards. And then if you, you know, and if you go to the pub and get completely drunk off your ass... You just have to change. You could just, well, I'll go on the back. Are you sure this isn't something they did on Top Gear? They might have. <laughs> no, but I think That's it'd be funny. great on a bike. I can't see a problem. Well, there you go. So I wanted to thank Sheila for sending that in. That just at least gave me some fun well, thinking I, about thr- the possibilities. I'm thrilled to be hearing from Sheila again. I thought she'd forgotten all about us. Oh, no, us. She, she messages me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I still have that crown she gave me with the pearls oh. on it. Pride of place in the kitchen. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> um, and I wanted, I just wanted to thank Clay for coming in too. And thank and you, Liza, for doing first rides. I mean, you're doing it, and that's really we what's are important. doing it. I it's did. Awesome. Some, yes, thank you, Micah. We, I haven't done anything. I, we have done everything. Clay, I promise you, you are doing say it thank right you. now. Just say thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. um, you. And before you go, Clay, is there anything going on with the SFMC that's new and interesting and? You know, um, we have our regular MotoGP, but that's kind of wrapped up there. Is that right. correct? And so, um, so that's on Sundays, and then of course, come any Thursday night except for Thanksgiving, right? And we are there for our public meetings. Come on by, so everyone's um, welcome. Motorcyclists and not. I can confirm they are an extremely friendly bunch, absolutely, and Thank very you, welcoming. Emma. Thank um, you. Emma. Last time I was All up Brands there Club. for the uh, Mods and Rockers ride. Yeah. Oh, it's a great ride. Oh, unofficially, it's, it's we're, it we're unofficially. I don't know what you're talking about. We're unofficially associated with it. Who? <laughs> <laughs> right. um, we, we just happen to have some drinks after. The, yeah, that's we've all. shown up to it. I think and yeah, occasionally yeah. as individual members. Yeah, when it's right there, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but well. um, yeah, nice bunch and great clubhouse. Historic club. Thank you, Emma. Well, yeah, you're, you're doing by. your part. Um, and uh, I don't know if you you know, but we've started a new thing where we are now splitting our episodes up into two episodes. We have the choppers. So we've actually come to the end of our first half this week right now. Sweet. And um, we're about to start recording the second. If you want to stick around or not, it's up to you. I know Charlie just looked at his watch. I look at my phone. No one wears watches now. It's 2019. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, but I hope it's working out. We've had some feedback uh, from some other listeners who said they appreciate it. Though Wonderful. Kyle here said he doesn't. Oh, I didn't say I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> hey, you know, we got, a, just we said, got a truck band and a tarp. I, so. I just have a lot of time to listen to you guys, and I appreciate the longer episodes to keep the momentum going. Yeah. Well, now you got to wait. Momentum. Yeah, well, that, Wednesday the for problem. the second half. Mm. But we have so much to talk about. (laughs) So, um, yeah, thank you for coming down. Firstrides.org if you want to 
enroll a kid in, in yeah, this? Please, it's basically free daycare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> any given Sunday. So, yeah. except for those days that we don't have listed. Have you had any? Have you had any kids cry yet? Um, kind yes. of. Um, so, is that when Charlie yeah. just goes? There's no crying in motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, I, I cried actually. I don't want to get too heavy with <laughs> oh, you guys. Oh God, yeah. Clay. <laughs> yeah, I won't get too heavy with you. Oh, I'll leave it. I'm gonna along. leave that there. I'm gonna leave that there. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Tears of joy. So though. no, we we did. We have some some kids that. Um, yeah. Anyway. Awesome. We're glad to have her. Well, let's uh, wrap this up, and then we'll get into recording our second half, which will come out on Wednesday night. So make sure you don't miss the second half. We're going to have some cool stuff. Um, Go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com and find the link to everything there. And I'll put a link to FirstRides.org in our show notes as well. Thank you, Liza. You are going on the website as a sponsor slash partner. Hey. Garage. We love you. Motorcycles with Misfits, same. So keep it real out there. We love you. Yes, that's from the 90s, and I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Especially thank you to our Patreon subscribers because you guys have been uh, helping us out in ways you don't realize. Emma, we've been busy cleaning up, putting a lot of new tools out oh, there. Oh, yes. Um, getting rid of a lot of old tools. I got a battery load tester coming since I had that issue myself. Right. I'm nice. like, I need that load tester. It's the only way to completely test a battery. Nice. Voltage ain't everything. Also, I had to go out and buy a new battery jumper because all the ones we had, those batteries had kind of aged right. out. Um, as they do anything batteries, they just stop working after a certain amount of years. So I went and one of those too so thank you guys because we've been making a lot of improvements and getting more and more tools to help people out so yeah thank you very much on that note ready to get out of here thanks again this is Liza John Kyle Bagel Emma Dolly Clay (laughs) Micah give me the microphone (laughs) (laughs) motorcycles and trains collide I can't top that. Thanks, everyone. We are out of here. Cool. Cool. Cool.